pattern in my life of thinking that I'm going to do one thing and God calling me to another. And so I've tried to pay attention to that as I've gotten older because I didn't learn it the first couple of times. <laughs> hey, everybody. We are joined today by our Director of Admissions and Marketing, Courtney Lampin. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Brian? I'm doing awesome. I'm so excited for this conversation. We typically talk to teachers, so this is really fun to get to hear from someone from the administrative wing, to hear about the world up there, and a little bit about you and your story and how you came to work at Holland Christian. So I can't wait to learn a little bit more. Yeah, I'm super excited about this. So I attended Holland Christian, graduated in the 90s, and thought I'd move and go away after college to some big city and, and never return. Yeah, <laughs> I actually made it as far as Chicago. Okay, um, And then realized after a short amount of time there that I think God was calling me back to West Michigan, certainly not to Holland, um, certainly not to the nonprofit space. <laughs> And I was sitting in an eye exam, and my eye doctor, Stan Kaninenbelt, was on the board of Holland Christian, and as he's peering into my eyes, says, hey, Courtney, there's this job opening at Holland Christian. I really think you should consider it. <laughs> it's in the area of, of admissions and marketing. I just think that it might be kind of your thing. You should really take a look. So I begrudgingly took a look and went through the process, and I've been here ever since, so it's been 18 years now. Oh, that is awesome. I love that. Yeah. I love the peering in your eyes during a, an eye exam. And yes, saying, where I'm two so inches away from his face, <laughs> and I can't get away, so I actually do really have to consider it. Oh, that is <laughs> so good. So talk to me a little bit about your title, Director of Admissions and Marketing. Can you just, like, in a sentence or two, describe what you see as kind of the core or the heart of your role here at Holland Christian? It's interesting. When I thought about this question and you asked me what it was like to have a day in the life of an admissions director and I started to write down all the different things that I do in one day and it was crazy and varied and um, went anywhere from meeting with a prospective family in one of our elementary buildings to a meeting about a change in process and the business office to all kinds of things to heading out to the forest maybe to, for forest school to, to visit <laughs> with a teacher or family out there and then work on a video that we've been doing so um, it's just really varied but at the heart of what I do I think there's really two themes I'm a storyteller at heart I love to talk about what happens at Highland Christian so I'd say that's true no matter what I'm doing here, that I love to tell stories. And then I'd also say that I'm a connector because when you are mm. considering an enrollment at Holland Christian, it's really important for you as a prospective parent to get connected with the people who are going to be surrounding your kids. So I love to connect prospective parents with teachers and their principal and then up in the business office from a practical standpoint, just working through the enrollment process and all of those sorts of things. So I love to make those connections for people so they feel like there's going to be a team that's surrounding them when they enroll their child. Oh, I love that so much, Courtney. So what is it in terms of the stories that you tell or the connections that you make? What is it about Holland Christian in particular that you love? Like, what is the story that you love to tell? Or what is it that you find so unique about this place? I really think that there are two things. At a really high level, I'm really just deeply love our mission of what we get to do here every day. I love when I think of Holland Christian, I love to think about us when Christian education is at its very best, 
what is that? I just love thinking about that. When we talk mm. about equipping minds and nurturing hearts to transform the world for Jesus Christ, I know Christian education and schools are imperfect places, but when we do Christian education at its best, what does that look like? So I love telling parents, this is what we do here. We don't always get it right. We're not perfect, but this is our aim. And so that to me is something that I just get so energized talking about every time, even 18 years later. And then I love giving school tours because I love our employees here. I think they're amazing. I think they do things that I never could do in the business office. And I have a unique perspective now with a 10th grader and a 7th grader that we've really gone through and, and had at a personal level in our family. So many of the teachers taught my own kids. So I know so many people here as colleagues and in their professional role educating kids. So I've just seen it from so many different angles where I'm just humbled and so impressed at the ways that they, each person here is so committed to their craft at the grade level that they teach. And so I think about our preschool teachers and how they connect with three and four year olds. And then I think about our middle school teachers and how they just love that preteen angsty age group and how they can connect with 12 and 13 yes, year olds yes. and they love it they are really called to work with that age group and then high school teachers and how they are passionately preparing high school kids for their next step and wanting to connect on a relational level with those kids because they really care about their hearts and who they are as people so for me that's a it's a privilege it's something that I love doing every time I give a tour um, I love connecting prospective parents with with teachers and staff mm. here and Courtney one thing I so appreciate about working with you over the years is your desire not just to like tell the story or to tell parents about what's happening but to show them which often involves putting students up front right like hey instead of just telling you that we value X Y or Z come on in and we want to show you I, I, that's just been kind of a, a change in perspective for me in communicating that, yeah, like let's actually invite families to see what's going on here and, and give them a taste of what this place is all about. I think when I give tours, the staff here has been so gracious that teachers just let me come into their classroom. They know if I'm walking around with a family, it's a family considering Holland Christian. And they've just come to expect that I'm probably going to be stopping in their classroom. And so for me to be able to do that, show families all of the different things that I've talked to them about, really for me, authenticity is something that's mm -hmm. so important mm -hmm. so I can describe what we do here, but to be able to show them when I can stop by your classroom on a high school tour and you can introduce yourself to parents and talk about what you're doing in Bible. And then I can stop by a chemistry classroom and explain what's happening there. I can stop by an art classroom. And that happens at all of our grade levels. I stop in preschool. I can stop in a first grade classroom. And our teachers are so kind and gracious just to let families come in when they're in the middle of a lesson so that they can share what they're doing. I love that. And I frankly think it's just more interesting for prospective mm. parents to see things firsthand than try to read something, a description on a website. Those are all really helpful tools, but when you can see it actually happening, I think it puts some life behind the words. Totally. That's so true. You know, and we're so fortunate to have incredible facilities here at Holland Christian, but I think you're so right. It's those human meeting somebody in the hallway. Those are the things that stick with people. I went to Hope College, Courtney. I was 99% certain I was going to somewhere else. 
And then my mom was like, hey, just go on a tour to Hope. So I did. And honestly, I don't remember seeing buildings. I don't remember conversations about majors. I, I met a bunch of people who were super friendly. And I left thinking, oh, I, I felt like I could go there. And I ended up going to Hope. But it was all about that thing you just described, meeting people and having that sense of an authentic love for a place. That made all the difference. And I think you do that really well here. Ah, oh, thanks. I just think it's, um, yeah, it's such a privilege. It's something I really love doing. I'm, I'm so glad I get to do it every day. Okay, Courtney, I want to hear a little bit about you and your story. What have been some important moments in your faith journey over the years? You're someone who bubbles just this joy and love for Jesus. Can you tell us some of the background story there? Sure. My mom was a teacher growing up. And she was really committed to teaching critical thinking skills. And we had a lot mm. of good conversations at home. And I just am grateful for that foundation, which felt just like this is what every family must have and feels mm. super normal until you get older and realized all the intentionality that must have gone into that. Mm-hmm. It was, I, so I grew up in a Christian family, but it was with my youth group at Heart Awake Ministries where I really started to deepen my faith. We had a youth pastor at the time who's now the pastor of Community Reform, Trent Walker, and he just spoke deeply through relationships in the lives of the kids that he worked with. And it's really where I don't remember ever not being a Christian, but I really remember in high school my faith starting to become my own. Mm -hmm. And so I think back that that's a pivotal time. It's one of the reasons why I'd pay a million dollars for my kids' to be at Holland Christian High School because I know how much they listen to adults who aren't their parents. (laughs) And I don't cry often, but one of the things where I always get choked up, it is a joke around here at the different schools with the different admissions events that we run. If I will get choked up almost every time talking about Christian education because I'm just so grateful for the gift that it is in the life of my own kids. So I think about that in high school and what an impact that had on my life in the time. And then I think about the impact that our teachers here have on on kids for eternity, and it's just so significant. So I really remember my faith becoming my own in high school, went to college. I have a pattern in my life of thinking that I'm going to do one thing and God calling me to another. And so I've tried to pay attention to that as I've gotten older because I didn't learn it the first couple of times. (laughs) So I really wanted out of Holland after high school and I really wanted something bigger and different and went to Michigan State and lasted a semester. It was not a good fit for me. It's the only school I visited. It was too big. It was too impersonal. Wanted to be an art teacher at the time, interestingly oh, for enough. Real? I did not know this. And and realized after saying, well I'm never gonna go to Calvin College, that that probably was a good fit for me. Visited there in the fall semester of my freshman year already and ended up transferring over there. And it was a great fit. I I learned so much, had great relationships with professors, made great friends, had a really strong education there. So it felt like that prepared me for what's next and had a business administration degree and a Spanish minor. And then I decided, like I referenced earlier, that I needed to get out of Grand Rapids when I graduated and I needed something bigger and different and moved to Chicago and really wanted to get a job in corporate America 
doing business marketing, that type of thing, and, and was there for a brief time, about a year, and then was called back to Grand Rapids. I think I needed to do those things to realize that, that my plans aren't God's plans, and those were some real tangible ways of me learning a lesson, a, and a bit of a hard way, that I need to be a little bit more in tune, I think, to what God's calling me to do, not necessarily what I wanted to do. So been at Holland Christian for 18 years now, and, and that's just those are things that I've tried to pay attention to over the years. I think a couple other points for me when I think back about my faith, I think about when I became a parent and quickly realized I can't do this on my own. It was kind of a call back to my, my roots. Again, I'm, I've always been a believer, but it was th- there's been moments in time where I think, whoa, I need help. I will hmm. screw this up on my own. <laughs> and when they send you home with a human and no training. Preach, preach. <laughs> which is, when you're just like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't even feel comfortable driving my car home. Now I have a life that depends on me for its very existence. What am I doing here? And our oldest was a preemie, so she got sent home five and a half weeks early, weighed four pounds. Oh, wow. And I thought, this is bad. I don't, I don't know if I can do this. I, I don't have a choice, so I've got to do this. This is scary. Um, so I think that's been a pivotal point in my faith, too. And then I just think now parenting tweens and teens, I think they're amazing people. But Lord, help me. That's an oft, often a prayer I, I pray. Um, and again, I'm just grateful for the number of people here that speak into my kids' lives. I do really feel Mm. like I have a team and I have a partner in raising them. And that to me is so important because they spend more time here at school than they do at home on a typical week during the school year. Hmm. Oh, I love that. That's so true. Having kids is is definitely a game changer uh, for following Jesus. And I also, my, my oldest is five, so we're looking at starting school next year. But I look forward to, I hear my colleagues tell stories about their kids coming home, even just with songs they're learning that are just like drenched in in grace and truth and, and the fun ways of telling scripture stories or just all these things my, my friends love to share. And I think, man, I can't wait for my kids to, to experience that too and for our families to experience that. And my kids are so different. I won't embarrass them by talking about that in depth in a public place <laughs> like this. But just when you think you've got parenting figured out for one, you get the, oh. the next one and they're so different and you throw the book out the window. What I love about Holland Christian, having had kids with different personalities come through, teachers here think both of my kids are amazing and they could be completely different. They love my kids for who God has made them to be. And not only do they tolerate uniquenesses or differences, they really speak into those uniquenesses. These are, th- these are things to be celebrated. These are things to be encouraged. We're going to keep working. If someone needs to learn a little differently, well, let's try this. What about this? Let's figure out how this student ticks. And I'm just so grateful for that, uh, that they're not, they don't have to fit in a box or a certain mold. They're really encouraged to be who God's created them to be. So I'm so thankful for that. Courtney, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back after this. Skipper's Construction focuses on exceptional use of space and budget as they design and build your dream. Working closely with their customers, they strive to create a home that exceeds expectations. 
Whether it's a new construction or a renovation, Skipper's Construction will work with you to design, build, or renovate your space. One of the things that you had me talk about or think about in order to pre prepare for today was talking a little bit about any significant challenges I've experienced and things that have shaped me. And a significant challenge in my life happened about 15 years ago where I was at school here and got an unexpected call that my dad was headed to the hospital and he had had a significant stroke. So he was 58 at the time, wasn't on our radar at all. He had been healthy prior to that. And I would say I hadn't had any grandparents pass away at that point. I had not had significant challenges that I didn't create, I would say, <laughs> um, that happened in my life. And I look back on that and I look back on my dad's recovery and the hurdles that he's had to overcome, but how that major life event changed things for my parents, how it changed things for my brother and I, um, things that I can look back now and say, we live in a fallen world. There are just simply things that happen where I don't necessarily have to say, well, this is where I knew God had a plan for me and here is where that was headed. And now I can look back and say, wow, that's really, I can see where, where that, how that needed to happen. That's just been garbage in my life. And that's, I think it's a result of the fall. I think that there's sin and there's brokenness. And I can see, I can see small things that have come out of it where I, it has given me so much more empathy for people that are dealing with things on a personal level. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes with families. It's, for me, taught me compassion and I think taught me to have to be more in tune to the things that families might be going through, mm -hmm. um, whether it's coworkers or kids here, some people deal with a lot. And so I just think for us as Christians, when hard things happen, for me that was the first time something really tragic happened in my family and really had I had to lean into my faith and I had to dig deep because, because it was just it was just junk. It was it was bad. It was hard. It hurt relationships. My dad to this day is just it, he's not the same person. So um, there are things I've learned from it, but I've also just had the perspective that sometimes things happen where we're not going to know why that happened until we get to until we get to heaven. Hmm. I, you know, I so appreciate that honesty because. Sometimes our initial reaction is to try to make everything okay and to explain like, oh, I'm sure this will be okay. You know, but I, I love the Bible doesn't actually do that, right? The Bible, there's kind of a rawness to it mm -hmm. and, and especially sections of lament or even we're just reading Job in Bible 2 and uh, in the midst of all Job's loss and suffering, he doesn't ever actually get the answer, <laughs> right? I mean, right. What a bummer. I have my students uh, read the last three chapters and say, all right, look for the line where God explains why all this happened and they do. And, and then they start to, you know, pop their heads up and say, wait a minute, I, I must've missed it. And I say, nope, you didn't. It's not there. Right. That's it's, the point. <laughs> and, and that's hard, but it's also true. And I think there's uh, wisdom and also something important about acknowledging that, yeah, this is just a hard reality where we're in the middle of. So I appreciate that, Courtney. Absolutely.
So Courtney, talk to me about looking forward. I love to ask people about aspirations or future life goals, bucket list kind of things. As you, as you look forward, 2020 has been an interesting year. As you look forward into the future, <laughs> what are some real important or, or bucket list type things that, that maybe you have? There are a couple things. As I've gotten a little older, I really desire to deepen my connection with Jesus Christ and my faith. I loved being able to go a handful of years ago to Israel and just the mm-hmm. whole concept of staying dusty and being a disciple of Jesus and a follower of Jesus. And, and what does that mean? And that's not something that stops. So I, I think about the people in my church or people who I've met who I think of as wise, and there's probably not a higher compliment I can give to someone than if I'd say, I just respect you and your wise counsel. And they all love Jesus so deeply, but they all are disciples and followers of Jesus, and they haven't stopped learning. And so Mm. that for me is just an ongoing thing that's important in my own life. And I hope that that's something that is both caught and taught with my kids, Mm. that there are things that we intentionally try to do with them. But I hope also at the end of the day, how we choose to live our life as a family, that that is just something that rubs off on them as well. So I'd say that's a life goal or bucket list. The other thing that has been really hard for me is to hold a little more loosely to the plans for my life that I've made. I am a uber planner. I plan (laughs) years out. I can give you so many examples of that, whether whether it's making a list of all the vacations when our kids were toddlers, of the things and places I wanted them to visit before they graduated from high school, to helping my daughter prepare her four-year high school plan while she's in middle school and her rolling her eyes and thinking (laughs) I just like to have things mapped out even if they need to be adjusted I just like having that stuff written down so that it's in place if we have to pivot but being a super planner how has 2020 been for you Courtney (laughs) yeah so that's been a dumpster fire for me and one of the things I've described my job in 2020 as making three plans for everything and then going in finally one direction but then having to unwind 75 percent of that work and then just doing the best that you can oh my goodness amen that is yes that is about (laughs) what it's been hasn't it it totally has and so i think for me if i think through man courtney what could you tell yourself now, what do you wish you would tell, have, have known in your 20s that you know now? And it would have been, I've got to have the plaque in front of my face that says God's got this because otherwise I will keep tightening my control. That is how I react hmm. to things when the unexpected happens. And so I think, I think for me, just a life goal of constantly lifting those things up in prayer and and then being willing to go where God's calling me is something I've just tried to be more attuned to as I've gotten older. Hmm. I think it's a Bon Jovi quote, map out your life, but do it in pencil. I like it. I think I could be wrong (laughs) about that. If Bon Jovi's listening, sorry if I got that wrong. Okay, so you mentioned some wisdom you'd offer yourself for your 20s. Can you go back to high school for us, Courtney? What would you say 
to a high school Courtney Lampin? That's a question my old buddy Cam, former co-host, used to love to ask. So I've tried to keep that up. What would you say to yourself as a high school student? Yeah, I just really think for me as a parent of a high schooler, my mom did not sweat the small stuff. Hmm. Dye your hair purple in your friend's bathroom? Sure, why not? It's hair. <laughs> um, she really leaned into what are the most important things. I care about your your character. I care about you being a good human. I care that you love Jesus. And so I was pretty self-confident in high school anyway, but I would tell any high schooler, God's made you to be you. You be that soccer kid, great. You be you. You be that math club kid, I love it. You be that theater kid, awesome. And that's one of the things I love about Holland Christian is we have so many different options for kids to participate in and be themselves. And so that I think is something I, I have a hard time when I know part of it's developmental, but just when kids are unsure of themselves and angsty, mm-hmm. yet they're so incredible and they just don't oh, yeah. know it yet. And I think what what an amazing vote of confidence if they could see in themselves what I see for so many students in, in middle school and high school in particular. So I'd give any student that advice. Hmm. I think the other thing... There's a, th- there's a thread here, right, of planning. And I think the other thing that I'd share with my high school self is it all works out and it's not up to you. <laughs> um, so I think needing to plan so far out and being a high school student and not being 100% confident of what that next step is supposed to be because it seems like such a big move after high school, what are you going to do? What college are you going to go to? The whole idea of a fixed versus growth mindset, and you're not locked into anything. So when I give a tour, I always tell families who are visiting the high school that one of the things where we can know that we did our job well as Christian educators is if high school kids have a sense for God's call on their life and are well prepared for what's next. So they don't need to have their whole life planned out, but that they have experienced enough things to know. I love, as Anna Borsma would say, if it's related to science, I love to geek out about science. And I love everything about science. So I think the next thing is probably something related to science. I've just got to take that one next step in that direction. And I've got to keep going where the doors are open. I'd I'd really, for me, I think that would have saved me a lot of stress and that uncertain feeling that I could potentially be making a wrong move or a right move, that that's not, it doesn't work that way. You just pick the next thing where you feel like God is nudging you and you hope that we at Holland Christian have prepared kids for that next step and then you just go for it. Hmm. That's good advice and it's good news, right? That I don't have to know the 50th step. I've got to, I've got to, know the next step. And that's all I'm supposed to make right now. That's just a relief, I think, to many. Yeah. And if it's the wrong step, it's not forever. Then you just go back and do it. Then you have a good story to tell about how you messed up and it ended up working out in a way that you didn't expect. Yep. Yep. Amen. Courtney, I've so enjoyed hearing a little bit about your story and just getting to a little peek at your life and what you do as the director of admissions and marketing. Can you leave us with this? Let's say there's maybe somebody listening who's a prospective family. What would just be one sentence you'd give them to encourage them to check out the school? 
the first thing that comes to mind is take the leap because I think it can be scary to make such a long-term choice for your kids and it's overwhelming and your child's two and you're thinking about outcomes of what does it look like when they're 18 and graduating from high school and it just all seems a little bit too much. I've just seen time and time again and I hear stories from families who enroll on God's faithfulness when families have been faithful to enrolling their kids here because they feel like that's where God's calling their family to make an impact. And so my best words of encouragement for those families would be just take a leap and trust God. If this is what he's calling you to, then he's got a plan for your family here. Hmm. Courtney, it's been a joy talking with you. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. So appreciate it. Such a privilege, Brian. Thanks so much. (laughs) 